You're listening to a Skewed Orbit original podcast. Welcome back to, uh, I almost said Common Ground Morning Show, which is another podcast that I host. What? She has so many jobs. You guys, welcome back to the Rachel LaForce Show. That's right. It's me, Rachel LaForce, and this is my show. How are you? (laughs) It's the middle of April. Um, Wow. I'm going to guess if I'm feeling this kooky bananas you probably are too I feel like it's also the acceleration like every year since 2020 I feel like has gotten faster and faster and faster and we're all just like (laughs) just struggling to like keep up and just keep moving so today we're going loosey-goosey baby we're just we're just doing a little jazz a little jazz on the mic I as I'm sure you've heard Hot goss. I had a baby three weeks ago. And so I've not slept in four months. Uh, The third trimester was so brutal on my body. I don't think I got like a full night's sleep. So I've just been acknowledging the space that I'm in. And I feel like because everything is going so fast right now, I've felt so called to just slow down, slow down. Like it just feels like those nights and maybe you are like are still in this phase of life. But to me, it feels like when, you know, you're in your early twenties and it's like you go out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, you know, and by Saturday night, at least for me, I was like so exhausted. Everyone's like, come on, you got to go out, dude. We're all going out. Come on. And then you force yourself to go and it's not fun. And you're just exhausted the whole time. That's what April feels like (laughs) of just being so tired. So I decided well, today's episode uh, doesn't have to be the episode. It doesn't have to be the one that changes it all. I'm just going to share a little bit about what's been going on with me. And uh, I wanted to offer you a few things on that note. And that'll be that, baby. And then we'll be back next week and we'll see where we're at. I, If you follow me on Instagram, uh, you may have noticed that there's been a lot of accelerated growth on my page. I had some more videos that um, were, you know, have now had upwards of like 2 million views and which is like not special or exciting. That's a dime a dozen, but I had not had that experience yet. And here is what I've learned because if you're listening to this, I'm going to guess you're a homie. Okay. Uh, People be crazy. People are nuts. I'm always somebody where I'm like, you know, again, I referenced Common Ground earlier. So that's a podcast I do with my husband. And we talk about like culture and politics. And he's always like, thinks that I give people too much of the benefit of the doubt. And I'm starting to come around 
to that. I'm like, cause I'm always like, but people are good. And I think like people want more. I think that group of people is a lot smaller than I've been giving uh, true credit for. Uh, and maybe not, or it's just that the group of people that have just lost all of their marbles spend too much time online. Uh, they may not be mutually exclusive, but people are idiots. People are idiots. And some of you are watching this going, <laughs> I, I know, and I'm talking about you. Um, many of you, if this becomes a clip, will comment on this and tell me how I'm wrong or how I did it wrong, and I'll go, it was you. Um, it just all feels so insane. And it's this... It really is true. I mean, listen, I also don't actually believe that the internet is reflective of who we really are in our day-to-day because most people who are busy living their life and, you know, doing the good work don't live on their phone, you know? They don't post things on a video that's like, ah, you posted this video in two parts. I hate two parts. I'm not going to look for the second one. And it's all just old white women. And if you're listening to this and you're like, Rachel, I'm an old white woman, I will also say some of my most loyal folks in my community now are Jill's, Sandra's. They are women well over their 60s. They comment on all the videos of my sons and they are supportive and so lovely. And so there are a lot of you out there that I very much love. I will say the biggest trolls on the internet are not incels that are just like playing Fortnite. That's what we think. They're actually women named Brenda who live in a small town in Iowa and they have a weird haircut. That's the number one troll. That's who has taken over trolling in America. These women are insane. The amount of women that have commented on some of my videos being like so rude and mean. And I'm like, first of all, this is not TV. Like I know that you know, like I can read this, but they also very rarely say like you, like they don't think they're commenting to me. Like this one woman commented multiple things and kept referring to me as her. And I was like, ma'am, this is my page. Like, what do you, I'm not Jennifer Aniston. There's not like a team of people running my social media. Like, who are you talking to? Oh my gosh. And so that has been the learning curve for me of I'm going to have to make some decisions about how I'm going to navigate this next phase. And I won't get into all of that because it's boring and it's just about me. But I think that that really relates more to like the collective and where you are of like things have been going so fast. So much changed for all of us in 2020. And a lot of people are waking up. And a lot of people are wanting more and seeking more and wanting change and wanting wisdom And you may be in this place like me of a lot of those things are beginning to materialize, but now you're faced with quote unquote new problems or new choices. And you're in this place of how am I going to navigate this now? What do I want this to look like? So I just want to offer you that, like I said in the beginning of this episode, which was we don't have to do it fast. No sudden moves. You know, if you're trying something new, if you're doing something new, you're in a new relationship, you've got a new baby, right? You've got a new online community, or maybe you're like, all right, I'm, I'm in this new job that I've been working for, I'm asking for, and now you're navigating a team of people. 
even if you are theoretically ready for that, you have been, you know, you've been calling it in, you've been doing the inner work, all of the spiritual and mental health parts of it that go along with it. You've been healing your nervous system to make yourself a vessel to be able to handle these things. You still have never done them before. You know, my, my very wise right hand, Caroline Watt, and she said when I was expressing this and she said, you know, you haven't done this before. And I was like, oh yeah, (laughs) duh. Like, because it's a thing that I've been doing, but this is a new phase. You haven't done it before. Like, why are we all so hard on ourselves that we're supposed to know the answers or the way to navigate it where it's like, you haven't done it before. So if you're in that place and whatever that means for you, whether it's a personal journey, whether it's with your family, relationships, career, any aspect of it, taking stock of where you are in the journey so that you can better navigate for yourself. You know, you don't have to full steam ahead. That's why, you know, boats have multiple gears. They don't just like go in full force, you know, like that it's not just one speed, you know, feel free to downshift. If you get going too fast, like that's how I felt like all of a sudden I felt like I was just like on a jet ski or something and I was just like, and then it just like took off and I'm like too fast, too fast. And it's like, you're the one whose hand is on, you know, the, this, uh, metaphorical, uh, you know, speed. You can choose to slow down. Nobody's making you go that fast. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, it's probably just because you're going too fast. It's okay. It's not that you can't do it or that you're not going to crush it. It just means that it's new. And maybe, you know, like I was talking with somebody recently and I was like, that's what's so difficult sometimes about navigating new spaces. It's, it feels like merging on to the freeway where all of a sudden it's just, how many metaphors can she come up with for the same situation, huh? Here we go. Let's finish it up though. So, you know, you're getting on the freeway and it's like, well, everybody's going 70. You can't like, even though it's like, ah, it's too fast. Like you don't get to go 20. That's your choice. You got out of the freeway, babe. Like you got, you got to go fast. So it feels the same way just in life, which is like, you know, even if, you got going too fast. That's okay. You can find your pace. doesn't mean that you have to speed up. So with this, I was thinking about a few things um, because I had posted over um, Easter, I posted uh, an open and loving letter to my fellow Christians. Okay. Uh, I don't talk a lot about Christianity. I don't really even talk a lot about um, different religions, A, because I'm not super well-versed. I haven't studied religion. I haven't. So a lot of just what I would share is like my own observations, insights, and experiences, right? And I don't share a lot about Christianity because I have a lot of conflicting feelings about it and that I still have Christian guilt of like if I, there's almost this part of me of like, but if I say anything negative about it or criticize it, then I'm, I'm scared. Like my, my core belief is like my family will think that I'm like saying something mean about them or that they will be somehow offended or affected. And so I realized that that went into how I presented that letter on Instagram. Also keep in mind, I recognize that one post on Instagram is like the least of 
the world's worries and what's going on. Okay. Can I just state that there's way more important things going on in the world? Okay. But here is what it taught me was where I was like, I, I posted it and I, first of all, it doesn't matter how I would have framed this letter. Okay. People are so reactive to any sort of side and people have decided that Christianity sits on the right side, which makes sense. Evangelicals, the GOP loves to be like family values. And it's like, mm, I think you just want to push through things that control people, uh, you know, because you don't have family paid leave. And anyway, you exist in the world, you know, it's all of the things. So I call bullshit, but that's an episode for a different day. The point being that it doesn't matter what I really would have said, the reaction still would have been the same. But I posted this letter. If you haven't read it, I do encourage you to go read it. Um, and within two hours of posting it, I lost over 270 followers. Now, again, lost is in quotes and followers in italics, okay? Like, let's be real. I, I do not hang my hat or my identity on social media. I want to be very clear. Now, this work I'm doing is very important to me. I also want to be clear about that. But social media is not real life, okay? So if you are struggling with that, I want to remind you of that as well, that social media is not real life, okay? So I do have enough, you know, chutzpah to remember that. But it also is a part of our lives all the time and it is very real and it is a very big part of my work. And so I'm learning how do I want to show up in this space, right? So I lose 270 people and there's instantly kind of this panic, right? Because it's like, I do put a lot of energy into what I, you know, bring to social media. And so, you know, it was like, oh no, like, did everybody misunderstand me? And then, you know, and then like the next day there was like, I think another like 235 people. And then the next day was a hundred people. And, you know, it's always this, this insecurity and this feeling of like, oh no, if I said the wrong thing or did I offend somebody? And then the second thought, what I thought was super interesting because I, super interesting was, where I went back and I'm like, I wonder if they were Christians who just like didn't like what I had to say. Because the whole thing is just like, which is my point of view on Christianity and a lot of my, um, what I feel conflicted about it and where, again, my criticism comes in. And really, it's not even criticism as much as it, is, it feels like accountability. That I'm like, for for the for the Christians that are are all about like it's family values or it's this and these are the things that are ruining the country and I'm like what are you putting back into the country that's about love what are you putting back into the country that's about support and protection because from where I'm sitting all you guys are doing is judging and as far as I know about the bible a lot of things in there about not judging people. So for those of you that are like, I'm a Christian and I know what I'm doing, so I'm going to judge you, have a seat. Because I'm going to call you out and I'm going to call bullshit. And it's not that I'm doing everything right. I'm just simply saying you got a pretty big platform uh, and being like, it's about Jesus. And I'm like, is it? Because it seems like it's more about you. Um. Because Jesus, this whole thing, he was hanging out with sinners and debt, you know, debtors, washing the feet of prostitutes. I mean, which also, like, could you imagine? So, you know, relax is what I'm saying. 
So that was a lot of what I posted in this letter, except it was well thought out, you know, and more poetic than that. But again, where I, so I had this feeling of like, okay, so are these, you know, uh, kind of Bible thumping Christians reading this and they're like, well, I don't want anything to do with you. And if that's the truth, um, then that's okay. Take, take a walk. I'm not for everybody. Um, and that's fine. But then I was more fearful, you know, where I was like, oh, did I, people who have followed me because I've built um, some trust that it's like I'm going to bring them something, you know, <laughs> I almost used Fox News as, um, what is their tagline? Fair and balanced, which is just the most satirical choice of taglines. But, uh, you know, where I was like, have they, have I built trust with them that I'm going to bring them something? And then maybe they felt sabotage of like, wait a minute, is this woman a Christian? Was this a bait and switch? So there's all of these thoughts that are ruminating and I'm panicking. And again, I stopped myself and I went back and I'm like, first of all, does it matter? Does it, whatever the situation is, does it matter? Or maybe these people didn't even see that post and they just don't want to follow you anymore. You know, like, does it matter? Like, does it really matter? No. And the other thing where, again, this goes back into what I was talking about in the beginning of the episode, which it's like, I'm tired. I'm not making any choices from, you know, where it's like, always show up and try to do your best. But my best right now is 30%, honestly, of what I'm typically capable of. So if you, so, so I share all of that about this post because it brought up some interesting things for me about, again, how do I want to show up moving forward? And all of this has been moving so quickly, not only for me and, and what's going on um, with my platform and my work online, but also in my, in my personal life, in my family, in my home, you know, it's like, it's exhausting to be sleeping in chunks and going back and forth, you know, and, and I have a a wonderful support system and I have a very hands-on husband who's a very hands-on father. And, um, so I'm very well set up as far as, you know, the support, but it's still exhausting. I mean, I am so mentally drained. I was telling, uh, friends of mine where I was like, I was in Trader Joe's, the other night, and of course, I made it there at like 8.40. They close at 9 o'clock because that was like the only time my boys were down. I'm like, okay, I've pumped, I've breastfed, I've done all the things. I cleaned up. Okay, I posted this. Okay, I did this. I have 20 minutes to go to the grocery store. And I'm standing there in the wine aisle. And I haven't stood in an in a alcohol aisle in I don't know how long. And I just stopped and I stood there and it was this weird feeling. And I'm like, do I feel... Like, I want to drink? Is that what this, this is like an urge to drink? And then I'm like, no, like I sat there for a second and like behind that thought was I was like, I just want to shut my brain off. Like I was like, it takes so much mental energy to not just lose it because your instinct when you get this tired and overwhelmed and everything just keeps going is you just want to be like, it's too much, it's too much. And I had to stop and go, it's okay if it is too much. But freaking out is not available to us. It's just not what we do. Drinking is not available to us. It's just not what we do. So we're just going to have to slow down. Or we just have to surrender to the fact that like, 
things are going faster than what I'm fully capable of showing up for. So I'm going to make some mistakes. And that sucks. You know, I maybe would have shown up to the whole Christian letter situation differently. I maybe would have expressed myself differently. Um, Or maybe not. But there's a lot of things, right? Like, you know, oh, did this thing get paid? And it's like, you know, oh, I thought you paid it. Or I thought you paid. You know, there's going to be some mistakes that are made right now. It's okay. So I just want to offer you that of however that translates to your life. And I'm going to trust that it does, you know, that there's always things that I always say that the most universal lessons can be found in the specificity of our experiences. So I'm just going to trust that the speed of which everything feels like it's taking off for me is also going to translate for you in some way. So I share all of that because I was realizing there's this um, very specific book that uh, I'm going to guess the majority of you who uh, follow me and listen to me and in my work are aware of this book, but maybe it's new to a few of you. Um, so this book is called The Four Agreements. It's a practical guide to personal freedom. Uh, and it's fantastic because it's not very big and because I don't read and um, I just, because I'm reading and writing all the time. Do you understand? It's exhausting. People are like, do you like to read for pleasure? I'm like, absolutely not. Um, plus, I'm so ADD. I do the thing where you get down one page and then you're like, I got to read it again. I don't know what it said. I was thinking about, you know, what I would name a dog that I don't have, you know. Um, and I was like, man, I really think I'm in this place that I want to revisit this book. So I just wanted to offer this to you. Um, what if I was like, and scene, and I just read the whole book. Could you imagine? Um, but all four of these things, a, they're great because they're super universal, but definitely for me, at least specifically where I am right now, um, with wanting to keep pace with the growth of my life overall, the growth of my work, I was like, these things are so important. So I just wanted to offer them to you, whether you've heard them a million times or you're hearing them for the first time, I think that they're worth our time. There's just obviously four agreements. The first one is be impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. Why this one was so important for me was I was like, I think that there's certain ways in which I've shown up online recently where I was like, I've really realized that because the more and more that my work grows, that our community grows, if you're listening to this, I include you in that. You are a part of this. You are a part of what it is that I'm bringing to the table and what it is that collectively we're growing. And I don't just say that, even though it sounds super cheese. I genuinely mean that, right? Um, because a community is all of us. And so I'm like, I really, really want to become conscientious and aware of really, really being impeccable with my word, which is very hard because, A, I'm a comedian, so a lot of what I mean, you know, where it's like uh, tongue-in-cheek, and then also uh, I'm just ADD in nature and then an improviser. So I'm like, I don't ever really know what I'm going to say. But I do think it's so important because, especially where it's like, never speak against yourself. And that's what I want to feel because it's like, I can't stop the trolls, the Brendas in Iowa with weird haircuts, you know? They're just going to keep coming. And 
nobody likes when you speak a truth that rings true for them and they don't fucking like it. Nobody shows up faster. It's like the only reason you have haters is because they don't like the way that you make them feel about themselves. End of sentence, period, okay? But I don't want to speak against myself. I want to make sure that anything that I put out there, I'm like, yep, stand behind it. You don't like it or it made you feel bad or you think that it's like, well, you should have said this thing, then that's your opinion, right? That's the difficult thing about being an artist that it is our art until it's out there and then it's open for interpretation. I have no... You know, it's like we write books about people's art interpreting it that have been dead for hundreds of years. We don't know. Maybe they're like, I don't know, dude, that was never supposed to be in a museum. It was literally like I was hung over and I painted a thing. But, you know, you can decide that it's about, you know, the afterlife, you know, where it's like people can decide and give meaning to whatever they want. That's why crystals are super important to some people. And other people are like, you mean those fancy rocks? You know, it's like, we decide and give weight to things. So the only thing that I can do, the only thing that you can do is be impeccable with your words so that you're not speaking against yourself and then let Jesus take the wheel. The second one, don't take anything personally. The second one, don't take anything personally, okay? Uh, Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. I've gone back and forth. Am I going to, you know, am I going to respond to shitty comments? Am I going to, you know, and it's like it triggered this thing in me. And I think it's the the inner child or really the inner preteen in me of being bullied where it was like I didn't know how to stand up for myself or what to do. And so now I have this need of like, I'm not, I, uh-uh, you're not going to come into my living room and talk shit, right? Like, so it's like adult Rachel that feels the need to like put everybody in their place. And I think there's this, and I think especially the need is I'm like, well, why would you not? Because like you can, right? Because it feels like hecklers. It's online hecklers. Like if I'm on stage, you know, which theoretically when I'm on stage, now you're in my house. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you're going to sit there and you think you're going to say something and like call out and ruin the show for everybody else, I'm going to shut you down. Now in that circumstance, it makes sense because the show cannot go on. If somebody, you know, it's like, I'm Tara and I'm getting married in two weeks. Like, Okay, Tara, well, this is not your stage, okay? Uh, Even though you have a penis sash on. So, you know, it's like in that circumstance, it makes sense. Online, I'd I'd save your energy, Rachel. We can't go for every idiot, you know? That's not the business we're in. So, again, wherever you are in your life, and we talked about this a lot on my Instagram where it's like, if it's rejection, if it's, you know, whether from people that you're dating or from, you know, job opportunities or it's all those things, don't take it personally. I know it's so hard, but it's like, you know, what is that famous phrase? It's like God's, uh, or like rejection is God's protection or whatever. Um, it's the same thing. Just do, don't take everything personally. Um, number three, don't make assumptions. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness, and drama. With just one agreement, you can completely transform your life. This is true for so many things. For me, with the don't make assumptions, 
right now, that's because it's like, I'm so tired. I cannot assume that other people are going to take care of things. I cannot assume that my husband can read my mind, like all of these things. I have to over communicate and make sure that I'm clear, you're clear, we're all in agreement, right? And there's so much of that. I talk about that uh, in my videos too of like, if you don't ask a direct question, you're not going to get a direct answer. Because in fact, you can ask a direct answer or a question rather and just get gray back, right? What are we? I'd like, you know, we've been dating a while. I'd like to figure out what are we? Oh, uh, well, you know, it's like, but that's your answer. If, if you get back wishy-washy, that's your answer, right? That's where it's always like if somebody responds, you know, RSVPs, maybe it's a no, right? Same thing. So number three, don't make assumptions. And number four, always do your best. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstances, simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. And that one is so potent to me right now because again, where I was in that you know, wine aisle at Trader Joe's and I was like all of a sudden in that moment realized how mentally exhausted I am for all of the most beautiful reasons. I mean, I used to just be mentally exhausted because I was, you know, ignoring every bell and whistle, my nervous system, every red flag, like everything in my life that was asking me, please set boundaries, please quit drinking, please get out of this situation. So I've been mentally exhausted before, but this feels wildly different because this is exhaustion from the things that I have created and it's beautiful exhaustion. It's from having this beautiful growing family. It's from co-parenting with an amazing husband. It's from growing, you know, this work and this business and supporting my husband's work and business. And like, you know, it's, it is the exhaustion from something that's really beautiful and it's also temporary. And so again, I had to remember, maybe I would have shown up differently in some of these things that I've been posting recently had I not be at 30%. But right now, this is my best. And I'm okay with it. Because I'm not choosing to drink. I'm not choosing to yell at my husband or yell at my kids or, you know, freak out or make this over dramatic. It's just a season. It's just April. And things are moving fast. And there's some really beautiful things about that. And there's some really beautiful things about being able to have the capacity and handle the amount of things that are coming my way. Even if I wish theoretically that I was in a different mental space to be able to handle these things right now, good fucking luck, okay? It's called life. There's never going to be a perfect circumstance where it's like, oh my gosh, did that just all work out perfectly for a long extended period of time where I was never stressed out but got everything that I wanted? That's not how it works, right? April showers bring May flowers. So right now we are in this place of integration, of reconfiguring what is the pace that we want to go at? What has 2023 already taught us? Where are we and how do we want to move forward? Because we're in this early spring, but it's like, man, like, what do you want late spring and summer to look and feel like? Because you get to decide. But also with that, because again, it's like all of, you know, the people that comment where it's like, oh, well, that worked out for you, but for me, and I'm like, okay, for you, you, it sounds like you need a therapist. Um, 
but you know, the reality is where it's like, you get to decide, but then you also have to do the work to build up the endurance to handle and navigate anything that comes with what it is that you want. And let me also just leave you with this. You can absolutely fucking do it. It's just might leave you standing just dead eyed in the middle of Trader Joe's uh, on a Monday night at nine o'clock. Friends, that's all I've got for you. That's all I've got. Uh, it's the four agreements. It's April, which is great. It's the four, it's the four month. Um, and so it felt very serendipitous of, um, you know, of kind of this energy of the number four, which really the number four in numerology is the energy of, um, it's of bliss. It's of love. It's of relaxation. So how can you relax into honoring these four agreements for yourself, relaxing into whatever pace you want to set and just give yourself grace and keep it moving. Friends, I'm so glad that you were here. Thank you so much. Uh, you can watch, if you're listening to this, you can watch these. If you ever decide you're like, I really love listening to this, but you know what I would like to do? Watch it. You can, both on Spotify and on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed to my YouTube, head over there. All the links, uh, you can find them on my website, rachelforce.com. You can also find them on my Instagram and my link tree. Everything is there. If you're listening and you're like, man, I would love to work with her, collaborate with her. Uh, you want to get some product in my hand, all of the things, uh, you can do all of that. Again, you can reach out to me uh, on uh, all of the things on my Instagram, on my website. Uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and uh, there's a bunch of more stuff. I'm going to put all of it in the, the notes of this show uh, because by now you've probably turned off the podcast because that's what I do when people start telling me about all of the things. So I'm going to hit you up other ways. If you have uh, any questions, comments, or concerns, uh, keep them to yourself because I'm too tired to take them in. Uh, friends, as always, be kind to yourself. Uh, tune out, tune in. Love you, mean it.